This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. You're listening to NP All Lit. Poetry, prose, and music from beginning to end. A Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on 90.1 FM, KPFT, Houston. This poem is called Oran's. Uh, it is actually uh, a snapshot moment of the one and only time my parents were together. Oran's. My son is the son of God, Paul. My father held me up to the ceiling, 32 years old, drunkenly yelling at relatives in the room. He was God and I was his son. I don't remember looking down at my family or mother apologizing when they exited. 1984, mother grasps my arm walking toward his thick mustache in Almanser Park. Stillness in the pine trees, empty baseball diamonds, a silent suite in Tai Chi poses. Hello, Paul. Call him dad, he's your father. Paul sits on the field next to a jogging trail. Mother, arm's length, soft words are spoken. I can't hear them playing on the exercise equipment, watching their last kiss. Reaching the pull-up bar, Paul rises slowly to assist, four-year-old hands gripping to hang on. Come on, Vincent, pull, pull. Hanging, losing my grip, finger by slippery finger, giant hands momentarily secure my ribs, blades of hair on each dorsal, pushing my body up over the bar, grinning over at her. We have to go in Iran's distraught. Mother cinches my elbow, marching faster away, glancing over my shoulder to God's darkened frown. In the back seat, mother says, count the palm trees until I sleep. Each tree careening off the car window. So this is the opening of the book, chapter one. March 1846, El Fronton de Santa Isabel, Gulf of Mexico. When the three steamships came into view, undulating on the shimmering waters of the Gulf, the villagers grew quiet and still in the way Jimena has seen meadowlarks freeze when hunted by a hawk. Standing on the shore of the Laguna Madre, the water soaking into her skirt, she squinted from the glare as she watched the ships passing through the entrance of the inlet, the smoke rolling out of their funnels dark as dawn clouds. She trembled inside. These vessels were not traders or merchants bringing goods to market. The port of El Fronton de Santa Isabel, just north of the mouth of the Rio Bravo del Norte, 
was a lifeline for the small settlements and scattered ranches in the area and the nearby city of Matamoros. Jimena loved swimming and fishing in the bay, the cool salt air and rolling waves, so whenever her husband went to the port to sell and trade supplies from the rancho, she eagerly joined him. As the steamships anchored in the harbor, she caught flashes of red and blue in the air and something glinting on the decks in the afternoon sunlight. Though she couldn't see clearly what they carried, an image formed in her mind, bronze cannons and blue-clad soldiers. For eight months, she'd been hearing rumors of war, ever since U.S. and Texas soldiers had been encamped in Corpus Christi Bay. But as long as they remained 250 kilometers away, their presence hadn't disrupted her daily life. Three months before, in the last days of 1845, the Republic of Texas had become the 28th state in the Union, and a dispute had erupted over the strip of land between the Rio Bravo, or the Rio Grande as the North Americanos called it, and the Rio Nueces to the north. She, like everyone, knew it was only a matter of time before the Yankee president, James Polk, would order his troops to march south to take possession of the disputed land. These warships, Jimena realized, were bringing an end to what little tranquility had existed in her region. We should go, she whispered, turning to her grandmother who was standing beside her in the water. Nana Hortensia's silver braids hung loosely at either side of her head, and although the years had bent and twisted her body like the limbs of a mesquite, her hands were firm and steady. The old woman sighed with worry and whispered, Let us go find your husband, mijita. Tolling church bells shattered the eerie silence that had descended upon the small community. All at once, mothers pulled their children out of the water and rushed them home. Fisherwomen snatched up their baskets, and fruit and vegetable vendors hastily loaded their crates onto their carts. Out in the Laguna Madre, the fishermen were rowing their boats back to the wharf. Then bugles sounded the alarm, and the handful of Mexican soldiers protecting the port hurried to their posts. Jimena waded out of the water and guided her grandmother to the storehouses. Her wet skirt clung to her legs, her sandals squished, but there was no time to change. She quickened her pace, but as Nana Hortensia struggled to keep up, she forced herself to slow down, to not panic. Clutching the old woman's hand, they wove through the throng of frightened villagers, her eyes searching for her husband, Joaquin. She sighed in relief when she spotted the ranch hands at a storehouse, rushing to finish loading the sacks of coal onto the carts. But Joaquin wasn't with them, nor could she find him inside. Stay here, Nana, she said, and hurried back outside. As Jimena whirled around into the street, a party of Texas rangers rode into the plaza from the rear of the port, shouting their wild cries and firing their revolvers into the air. The villagers screamed and ran for cover. The Mexican soldiers guarding the custom house hastily fired warning shots, and the rangers retaliated. The grass-touched roof of the custom house had already begun to smoke and then suddenly burst into flames. Joaquin! Jimena cried out, pushing past the crowd, her heart flailing like a seagull trapped in netting. Seeing her husband run out of the building, 
she rushed to join him. Vámonos, he said, taking her hand. The air reeked of smoke. Jimena could hear the crackling of the burning timber and thatch as the villagers' huts burned. Flames licked the rafters in the plaza church, even as the bells continued to toll. People ran out of their homes with whatever they could carry. A fortunate few loaded their wagons and carts and fled. The rest followed behind on foot in a frantic pace, seeking shelter in the prairie beyond. The Yankee cavalry suddenly burst through the smoke, led by a peculiar old man dressed like a farmer and wearing a straw hat. They shot pistols into the air, and in the shocked silence that followed, the man in the straw hat pulled his horse to a halt and held up one hand. My name is General Zachary Taylor, Commander-in-Chief of the Army of Occupation of the United States of America. Do not be afraid. No one waited to hear the Yankee general say more. Joaquin handed Jimena her horse's reins, and as soon as La Nortensia sat safely in one of the canvas-top wagons and the ranch hands took the reins, they rode out of the village, eluding the general and his mounted troops along with the rangers. They made their way across the broad plains, but encumbered by wagons and carts loaded with sacks of rice, wheat flour, coffee, and cacao, crates of piloncillo and dried fish, and other provisions they had picked up at the port, they couldn't get away fast enough. As the gathering dusk gave over to the fireflies twinkling over the prairie, Jimena, struggling to see in the deepening twilight, wondered how long it would take to cover the remaining nine kilometers to the rancho. She glanced back at the village in the distance and saw it was covered in an orange haze. War is coming, she said. No, mi amor, Joaquin said. They will negotiate. I'm sure it won't come to war. He was only trying to ease her worries, but it was futile trying to shield her from what she had witnessed that day. What else could this be, if not an act of war? She remembered ten years before when Texas rebelled against Mexico and declared itself an independent republic, it proclaimed that its boundary would then extend 250 kilometers south to the Rio Bravo, even though the Rio Nueces had been the established border, even before Mexico had achieved its independence from Spain. Mexico had never recognized Texas independence or its claim to the Rio Bravo and the region between the two rivers, and it had warned the United States to keep its hands off its lands. Looking to the sky, Jimena thought of the single star on the flag of the Republic of Texas realizing that it was not part of the American constellation. If the United States was not ready to destroy everything in its wake, what would become of her and her family? My family split up that day. My mother, white scrubs, addressed for her sick people in the head job. My father, quiet, watched black clouds, white flashes cracking, the sun hadn't offered a thing. I couldn't understand the switches and swirls on the screen, the buzz, the ripples, the arrows that pointed across the TV, but I felt the swoon. The house swayed with the wind. I smelled sea salt. It made me jerk, mess up, 
my horse picture I was drawing, brown and black and yellow hair. I heard the seagulls. They laughed as they flew away. I drew them too. Saw them as they joined the rest of the people in cars and their lights, those that ran from the sea. I told my father I was worried about mother, said she would be home that night. He kept working in between swigs of Miller highlight and duct tape. I helped him X all the windows in the afternoon between trips to the bar next door. I prayed for food. I did not eat that day. In the distance, the breaks in the waves grew tall, throwing up jetty rocks on the seawall, crushed a man covered him in granite and sea foam. He didn't even make a grip when he died. He, his hand was limp. His wrist was stuck between asphalt, the glistening rock, the size of a Datsun he was walking towards. The smell of fish remained when they pried the piece of jetty off. He died with a basket full of croakers. He once shined shoes at the Hotel Galvez. He knew everyone and told my father tales about old hurricanes being brutal lovers and about bitter women who found him out in a cheat. He sat by the waves a lot, taught me how to make paper boats float in the waves and taught me how to fly kites in storms. On the TV that night, I watched a white girl whose head spun around, who spoke like a demon voice, who beat on her mother, threw a dresser at her, who made the flower-filled walls of her house shake, who made the red stop sign from the corner of the block fly through the window, made the wind howl and gnarling rain, who made the door splinter right next to me, the TV blinked black, flung against the wall, not a picture moved. But I still heard her laugh, a bit of maple wood in my arm. The door was gone, and out of its space, the light of the town emptied, only the black, only the lanterns and the twigs, the bushes and the sand, the colored cars and telephone wires circled overhead, floating in the breeze. In a pelear que es que ni cuenta te das parece un juego pero esto es real y le rezo a los ancestros que no se dejen engañar despertó la bestia otra vez en este momento esclavitud cadenas arrastrando él es un merolico ambulante charlatán Arrastrado del pasado, que no debemos ser. Mussolini, Adolf Hitler, Pinochet, 
la tierra tiembla cuando recuerda No respeta a la mujer, no respeta razas, no respeta vida, toda la humanidad This one is titled, I Return to Love LA. We landed on time. The pavement outside the small airplane window was wet. And from where I sat, I could almost smell the petrichor settling in on La La Land. I've missed my city a morning at times. The smog, the homelessness, the crime, the struggle, all of it. The cholos and cholas, the lowriders, Whittier Boulevard, City Hall, and all its suited criminals. The immigrant culture, the graffiti, the ghetto bird, the flatfoots, the taggers, the traffic jams, the murals, the scent of gunpowder, sadly, hasta eso. The second I stepped foot, the streets gave me the chisme on the corner of hustle. I saw raw courage and fight in the school teacher holding up a strike sign. Oh, yeah, she was like the Statue of Liberty, like a Virgencita Guadalupana. Como una flor, la Emma Gonzalez, la Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, así mero. She smiled for my camera and continued her grito on the corner of Mission and Yellow Caution Tape Boulevard. My mother hit 70 years of age and still dances on Wednesday afternoon. My chiquita viejita, always busy, still making the best coffee and desayunos. I stare at her watching a soccer match on television. I can almost feel my dad next to her. He left his costumbres for her to carry. She misses him. The flat on Gabriel Garcia Marquez knows it. Some things have changed and some stay the same. They've moved my gente con gentrification. The mariachis are still hustling on boil, strumming and tuning their guitarrones. The borrachitos are still stumbling in and out of the bar with the velvet curtain. Except it's now a puerta de madre, de madera, there on la calle Primavera. On the corner of Shank and Choke are the huddled men that lost hope, 
fists closed around a bottle of memory, glossy eyes not to be mistaken with tear-welling eyes, glossy like a distance. The fathers of the barrio, the forgotten ones, the addicted ones, the lost ones across Hollenbeck Lake. Across the from wounds and addiction are the women that were robbed, hair chopped short with blue-veined breasts that leak earth milk, long fingernails to climb and detach tomorrow's suicides. The women of wounds, raising children, goddamn children of the barrios, birthing more children in safe zones, trying to rush into menopause and divorce, slicing the bully in the gut, breaking away from the man, breaking away from the plan that the man can with no plan. I return to love LA, introduce her to my daughter, whose hazel eyes are like a California sunset, whose skin is bronzed by ancestral blessings, whose voice code switches with the morning whistling of Santa Ana winds, whose morning yawn stretches from Texas to El Centro de Los Angeles. I return to love my LA with a new set of eyes, translating poems in the shape of birds on power lines and river water under the bridge on the tracks where boxcars wait to be pushed across the country, where homeless women push shopping carts filled with garbage stanzas, leaving poems in their, my mother's palms, where palm trees sway with morning traffic. I throw my city poems out the window, driving on the five and pause to breathe on the 10 heading west. Until I return, I will hold my breath. I will hold it long enough to remember I never left it. So uh, this one's a little long, um, but it's about our Aztec heritage. It's called Azteca. Aztec. My people did not fall in slash and burn farming dead in dry forest, dead in the heat of the longest summer, dead like a leaf blown. We did not perish, please. Those dusty textbooks dictate falsities, factitious fantasies, falsehoods in white hoods. Aztec blood lives and flows. Check the curvature of your teeth with your fat, moist tongue. That's Aztec. Our daughters braided their hair thick as purple cornstalks trailed behind like black capes, dragging on a million vermilion paved roads, chirping poetry on their way to school. School till they turned 15 in the magnificence of Tenochtitlan. Our sons, wondrous engineers, created aqueducts, airborne rivers carrying cool water, liquid purity from mountains like pyramids to 300,000 human and animal bodies and babies. Our sons and hijas del maíz created artificial islands, chinampas, floating fields of soil, sun-reaching, tall, evolutionary maize, maize, corn, revolutionary gold to feed on and feast. A gift to the world, blessed innovation deserves a standing ovation, 
each son with a given vocation. Our sons created two calendars, two circular cycles, 365 and 260, math in Morse code, dots and dashes, language with the aid of 20 different signs, chiseled, sculptured, recorded language of commerce for a wealthy empire worthy to admire and to aspire. We're still here. Let me teach you some Aztec words. Chile, tomate, jicama, avocado translates to testicle, my favorite chocolate. Chamote, chamaco, chanate, chapulín, chayote, chicle, chipotle, comal, elote, guajolote, ule. Mezcal, cheers, dears. Mezquite, grill me. Mecate, hang you. Mexico, belly button of the moon. Molcajete, moyote, mole, mitote, party on. Nopal, papalote, popote, tomal, tequila to feel ya, tocayo, mirror my name, sacate, sopilote. Aztec words are shared. Alive in Nahuatl and Hopi, Prim and Shoshone, Western Northern America. Remember to let your thick, wet tongue touch the roof of your mouth and enjoy Mazatlan, Atlan, Datlan, like two hands pressing against each other in rhythm, clapping hands, making maize, discs, tortillas, blooming feast around the world, each tostada, flauta, chilaquile, red and green, Taco Tuesday is a bendición everywhere. We did not perish. We did not perish. We are here. This poem is called Patriots and Lunatics. It would be a disservice to give self-appointed patriots dirt and grit, stars and stripes, Red-blooded Americans, the title lunatic, except when it fits them as comfortably as orange jumpsuits or pine box coffins. Chris Simcox was a man with an American dream. Move out to the Southwest, grab some guns, take a last stand like Wyatt Earp at the OK Corral, shoot it out until the bitter end. Aside from the usual delusions of grandeur, Chris Simcox, co-founder of the Minutemen, harbored a much darker secret. At night, we arrive. Never me, not I. I've never been there when we cross from Sonora to Arizona, Chihuahua to Tejas, but I know it. Not the types to be intimidated by a line on a map, a line in the sand or a river. I picture them emerging from the water indignant, clothes soaked, wet shirts and blouses over wet backs. They call them wet backs, as if somehow the strength in them to carry adversity would be grounds for anything derogatory. 
You should add alert eyes, calloused hands, muscled torsos, sun-hardened skin, dehydrated and tired but still running legs to that long list of epithets. Wet back is just another word for survivor. There were no survivors. Home massacre. Jason J.T. Reddy, neo-Nazi, former member of the Minutemen, put a gun to his head. But not before murdering his girlfriend, her daughter, her daughter's boyfriend, and their child. Brisenia Flores was nine years old when she was murdered by the Minutemen. Shauna Ford. Jason Eugene Bush, Albert Gaxiola, two Minutemen and their guide crept into the Flores house under the cover of night looking for drugs. They didn't find any, so they shot Brisenia. Her mother and her father stole their jewelry, rode back to their hideout, didn't make out with much, not enough to cover the cost of a new headquarters. See, these vigilantes had a patriotic plan. They were going to rob them some Mexicans to fund the training and arming of more Minutemen because it's Mexicans who are the dangerous ones, right? Chris Simcox, co-founder of the Minutemen, has a problem has a disease. This defender of American values and American children couldn't stop himself from touching them. Three girls under the age of 10, five counts of pedophilia, including acts perpetrated against his own daughter. I am glad that our borders are kept safe by patriots and lunatics, dead or locked up for now, while more cowboys, vigilantes, neo-Nazis, pedophiles, murderers, and Minutemen ride off into the sunset. They ride with blood on their hands, waiting for us to finally bury them. Todo lo que yo sentí.
My mother's panic paces my medulla, the place where she lodges, then insomnia at dawn. I slip my body into the solitary pool, float on my back, weightless like smoke. My mother is the comet, a falling star. I wade in the cool water. I think heaven is a country. Loneliness licks my throat. At 3.06 a.m., I die at home. My mother is the night air, hot on my skin. I'm hypnotized by the bluish stratosphere of water. Water reminds me of her, the moist of her skin on my cheek, a jar of water on her hands to quench my thirst. My mother is Jupiter, Moon, Venus, Mars, a planet waiting to be discovered. I butterfly across the pool. Sky is turning pink. I sink my body down, enter the warmth. I'm in sight of my mother's womb. How candles are made, uh, the epigraph. It was hard for me, but I still kept hope because I knew that my wife was by herself. Jose Escobar quoted, quoted in Houston area man returns home after sudden deportation in 2017. Houston Public Media, July 2019. 
A candle is made of paraffin wax, made of petrol, crude oil, debajo de la tierra, donde viven los difuntos. When I say difuntos, I mean we come from seeds. A candle is a spine that holds all our bodies. Our bodies are pools of nothing crude. When we pass on, we're so full on deseo, on wanting. Some kind person crosses our arms for us to help carry the things we hold on to. We want dreams to warm us in this deep sleep. Our bones are the last to melt away. A vela is made of all of us, all of us bones, a slick dream in the shape of a cylinder, a spine that gets lit we glare, become light, and sometimes when you look at Avela's tongue on fire, you become lost in the moment. You place everything into a flicker. Time is silent. That's what a wish is. Avela is a line lit on nights when you are in La Union and she is here in Houston. You are far from each other and your dreams fit into a wick. It is a slow burn. And sometimes, even when the body breaks, the backbone doesn't. Light up again. When rooms are full of shadows, there's one candle standing until there are two. And in your house, there are finally four standing together. That glow is up. We watch this in the slender wisps of smoke building in your home. We watch your fingers meet. You are Candle skins that spade a yellow touch. You are a burn of molten heart in a single llama. A candelabra that moves across every line in the sand, erasing every border of a room, every baseboard. Tonight, I light a vela for you, but you shine brighter. Together, you are always stay together. A Snow in the Chihuahua Desert A fit of snow despite the sun's persistence In December, when trees unveil remnants of summer's escapades The desert is dressed in white for hours Grasses wear its armor and life retreats to burrows Beneath chrysodes, the clamor of birds cease, and we are high like winds in spring, crazy with want to touch, to leak, devour the skies uncoiling, as if we were young again when mother on her knees kneaded snow like flour, rolled the half-inch layer to a snowman, its limbs like my body weak and bony, punctuated with blood each month, every cycle a tearful story. My body prayed to die, now the girl is dead. My mother is frail and still needs flour to dough for the warm tortillas she bakes for breakfast. December comes each year, heavy for want of snow. But it's only desire for nothing, not nostalgia, not prayers, resurrect those days of white.
This is Cry Howl. One. In your morning fog, yawning at daybreak, I feel your suck and moan in letters. Steal me an avocado from the grocery store or ask father. He gives them away for free. Cry when she cries. When she cries, cry. Howl as you die, as you die, howl. Cry for my city running on warning and low wattage on low wages and melting asphalt. Howl in your pastel queer dreams and flip-flops from the top of the stairs and heroin-blasted toes. Cry, howl on Juneteenth for the real beat lyrics of Amiri, Kaufman, and Leroy. Cry, howl the disappearance of privilege and the ugly squads, the sinking of ships carrying conservative literature printed in China for the hypocrisy. Cry when she cries, when she cries, cry. Howl as you die, as you die, howl. Cry, howl for Lawrence and Jim Morrison and Robert and Bob and Roque and Francisco, for the new strain, for the math in pandemia. To our dead, for for you we cry, for you we howl, for you we drink, for you we eat, For you we kill, for you we harvest, for you we work, for you we develop. Howl, here come the UFOs, here come the blamed, here come the white teeth. Nothing has changed, the avocado seed sprouts a root. Howl, like the quarantine dogs, the shuffling winds from the east, like the wailing orchestra of orphans, like a city underwater, moonless. Cry for the absence of music, for the spilt milk, for the herniated disc along the border, for its water. Cry when she cries, when she cries, cry. Howl for the ghetto girls, for the bass in your face, for January 6th pardons, for strange fruit, for boycotted fruit, for books. Howl as you die, as you die, howl. To the new administration, pick a nation. Bitcoin buys me pupusas, but don't come here. We'll send you back. Put the beast on reverse. Coffins on high demand. Pipeline shut down. Sacred land spared for now. Cry into the river. Howl between the mountains cleavage into the dead eyes of lonely streets. Howl. Cry on the perfect canvas of oil paint. Take the spirit of the steed, shoot your bullets up to the clouds, morph them into stretched veins. Two, ain't no big thing, nationwide shortage of chicken wings. Someone is crying into the phone of gluttony. Three, cry for the smell of age, howl and blot out my rebellion. Four, my skin tags play a game of hide and seek when I sleep. My nose bleeds when I get fussy. I drip poets into the drain of murals, into the drain of obscurity. Five, cry, howl. I still love the way your voice spreads like cream. When the hummingbird sucks on spoiled nectar and how the earth is crashing down into a Merlot hue while Whitey sits on the moon. And I don't know why we mistook our tears for water. Howl as we climb the tree that thrives on loneliness. Cry when we get to the top and find a rope. Six, cry 
when you don't make it. Howl where all the dead lie. Make a revolution with fire and blood, especially if the dead are children. Si supieras cuando perdí la confianza Me dije la esperanza es lo último que se tranza Los problemas son como avalanchas Nunca llegan solo pero son solo enseñanza Tocar el fondo, sentirse de plomo Sentir ese peso del mundo sobre los hombros Sentirse fría como la fila de extranjería Sara nadie se suicida en la comisaría Tanta policía penitenciaría Tanta ley y tanta impunidad que legitima Tanta injusticia escrita en esta vida Corazón como respiro en la mentira Es que me ahogo entre el orden y la patria Oxigéname de libertad, de lucha y de templanza Hijo de la rabia, hermano, compañero Que la historia es nuestra y la hacen los pueblos, pueblos, pueblos. Ah, Hijo de la rebeldía con su ley Bajo las órdenes de un falso rey Ya la calle sabe la que a mi puerta me dijo tomalo con calma ordena las penas no es depresión solo capitalismo que todo está hecho para sentirse muy perdido es un laberinto se pierde el equilibrio que hay muchas luces oscureciendo contenido pero que normal que a todo nos pasa nos quieren drogados pegado a la pantalla me dijo escoge tu batalla que la convicción es más alta que la montaña que la verdad demora pero siempre estalla que no pierda el foco, siga saltando, vaya hija de la rebeldía. Me cantó mi madre y para los que olvidan, si otros se sientan en la mesa del enemigo, yo no tengo estómago, ni perdón ni olvido. Ah, hijo de la rebeldía con su ley, bajo las órdenes de un falso rey, ya la calle sabe la que es, nadie cortará las alas a la Con temas, con gritos de fuerza, con gente de fuera, sin mierda, sin guerras internas, ya cuesta la cuesta, tú aprieta, tiembla, no cedas, no dejes que duerman, todo puto verse, sentirse distinto, pero no supimos cambiarnos a nosotros mismos, vencer el egoísmo, tirar del mismo hilo, falocentrismo, borró destino el objetivo. Carcajada se reía los ricos porque el pueblo unido se alejaba de sus principios. Discutían a gritos, estaban divididos, no decididos y ahora tirito porque este exilio. En mi almohada soy en tiros, abro los ojos por todos aquellos que los han perdido. Los que no tienen voz y están sometidos, escuchar lo que digo si nos unimos están vencidos. Ah, hijo de la rebeldía con su ley, bajo las órdenes de un falso rey. La calle sabe la que es, que cortará las alas a la libertad. Ya la rebelía con su ley, bajo la suerte de un falso ley. Ya la calle sabe la que es, nadie corta.
Undocumented football. When life throws everything at you, don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. Blue, 42, set, hike. A brown quarterback's fingers tighten around the white laces of a football. Roosevelt versus Garfield, they meet today upon an annual battleground where local legends spell rival. In defensive and offensive formations upon this old field in this dirty stadium. Football sounds a lot like Boyle Heights, like East LA, like years of pride and history. Sounds like Roosevelt is in motion. Number 42, Miguel is with them, crossing the line of scrimmage, clad in red and yellow. His muscles tell a story. Miguel has always been running, running from La Migra, Las Placas. Everyone who wants to stop him, ask him, Dónde están los papeles? Where are your papers? Miguel's too fast, though. How fast? Too fast. Too fast for borders, laws, checkpoints, dogs. Too fast for fences, ditches, detention centers, and walls. Definitely too fast for the fool. Unfortunate enough to be dean up on him now. Through it all, under the glare of stadium lights, past the cheering, booing, chanting, and screaming through a maze of players like a beam of holy light, Miguel's vision is clear. He loves this game. It gives him focus, gave him purpose. Miguel will be defined by this moment. He knows this. No college will recruit him. His record doesn't really scream draft pick, but that's not the issue. Miguel never cared for politics. He just loved his coach, his team, this American game of football, his dream. To make a catch in the only important game that he could. Miguel will not score the winning touchdown. This game will be added to a losing record that will make for a losing season. There are so many reasons for Miguel to drop the ball. Walk out of the stadium, just another statistic. Undocumented student, faceless, immigrant. There are so many reasons for Miguel to drop the ball. So as it spirals towards him, carrying the weight of a future infallible, he repeats to himself like a prayer. Don't drop the ball. Don't drop the the ball so he catches it like how he catches his diploma like how he catches his degree like how he catches the hand of his high school sweetheart and they cross the threshold of that goal line together he cradles the ball in his arms like his son john firstborn legal firstborn free to pursue his dreams and not always be running so damned hard this is just one story from the east la classic Roosevelt versus Garfield, just one game for Miguel of undocumented football. So this is called Letter to My Brother Number One. My dear brother, querido hermano, you are now the you. In every line's adobe, I shape. Your name that I carve when dried weeds and bones jut from lines the size of a bullet. I hold still from my memory of you, my story of you, against all who claim you or who claim that I no longer think of you. And our brown skin in the America where we are not always wanted. And my brother, there is more than one America 
and more than one remembrance. Your name ruts from every line in a world I'm not sure you would even recognize. Where now we would stand between a wall, flesh is a promise, and children and families in cages, my brother, cages. We are all writing this, and it's already a cliche, but they remain, and the detention centers remain. And if we sat at our weekly Sunday dinners, would you still joke as you did when we were teenagers and call me a bleeding heart liberal? Even though I know you admired my fist raise and how I opened myself to stories and pain, my brother, you are the you and every line and who I wanna ask, what would this era mean to you? And an amendment threatened by men who want to pluck what took a war to write and made you a citizen no matter how hard you tried to conceal that small Mexican boy that you were on his mother's lap, his mother's lap, stern faces paired and pictured in a black and white passport. Estamos aquí, oye, que estamos aquí, mérame, estamos aquí. Desde hace rato, cuando ustedes llegaron, ya estaban las huellas de nuestros zapatos. Se robaron hasta la comida de gato y todavía se están lamiendo el plato. Bien encabronado con estos ingratos. Hoy le doy duro a los tambores hasta que me acusen de maltrato. Si no entiendes el dato, pues te lo tiro en cumbia. Cosa nova, tango o vallenato. A lo calaboy y bambú, bien frontú, con sangre caliente como Timbuktu. Estamos dentro del menú. Tupac se llama Tupac por Tupacamaru del Perú. América no es solo USA, papá. Esto es desde Tierra del Fuego hasta Canadá. Hay que ser bien bruto, bien hueco. Es como decir que África es solo Marruecos. Estos canallas se les olvidó que el calendario que usan se lo inventaron los mayas con la Valdivia precolombina desde hace tiempo. Ah, este continente camina, pero ni con toda la marina pueden sacar de la vitrina la peste campesina. Esto va para el capataz de la empresa. El machete no es solo para cortar caña, también es para cortar cabeza. Aquí estamos, siempre estamos. No nos fuimos, no nos vamos. Aquí estamos para que te recuerde. Si tienes mi machete, te muerte. Aquí estamos, siempre estamos. No nos fuimos, no nos vamos. Aquí estamos para que te recuerde. Si quieres mi machete, te muerte. paramilitares, las guerrillas, los hijos del conflicto, las pandillas, las listas negras, los falsos positivos, los periodistas asesinados, los desaparecidos, los narcogobiernos, todos los que robaron, los que se manifiestan y los que se olvidaron, las persecuciones, los golpes de estado, el país en quiebra, los exiliados, el peso devaluado, el tráfico de droga, los carteles, las invasiones, los emigrantes sin papeles, cinco presidentes en once días, disparo a quemar ropa por parte de la policía, más de 100 años de tortura, la nova trova cantando en plena dictadura, somos la sangre que sopla la presión atmosférica, Gambino mi hermano, esto sí es América. Aquí estamos, siempre estamos, no nos fuimos, no nos vamos, aquí estamos para que te recuerde, si quieres mi machete te muerte. Te 
But I gotta give love to our crew. Thank you to Roxana Guzman, who is our producer for Multi-Platform Show. She does all these cool graphics, helps us get these shows onto several different platforms. Shout out to Rodrigo Bravo, who is our sound engineer and does magic for us for the FM broadcast. And then uh, also we got Radamus Ortiz, who helps us with our search engine optimization. Leti Lopez, who helps us with music. And all the Libro Traficantes across Texas and the Southwest and the country. Hey.